0: Well, I guess it's that time of the week again, yes, that's true, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, all alone, I'm all alone, all alone, all alone. Hey, hey, it's the Early Game Podcast. G'day ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's me, Evan, and uh, this week of the is uh, episode nineteen of the early game podcast. As you probably know, because you, I uh, am most, uh, most certainly, most, most, most certainly, listen to this podcast every single bloody, bloody week. And there's no surprise because this is the greatest gaming podcast on the internet. Of course, what else could even bloody well compare to this podcast? But what episode is this? Because the last episode was labelled episode 17. I'm sure you also noticed this, listeners. I didn't upload the last episode. That would have been the F-Man himself. But, well, you'll see that it's actually the second episode 17, which is a little bit confusing. So I just wanted to give the F-Man a bit of a shout out there and just let him know that the number after 17 is, in fact... 18 which makes this the 19th episode of the early game podcast. Now, I want to open by just stating the bloody obvious, which is, well, no one has interjected so far, have they? Absolutely no one. I'm sitting here, I'm enjoying myself, I've got a little little beer little beer 150 lashes pale ale from James Squire not a sponsored thing just a very nice little beer not quite as nice as what I'm used to considering that I usually am in Munich Bavaria that's in Germany for those of you who don't know your geography so any of you yanks out there but yes it's a 150 lashes great great beer great great beer But that's really not an appropriate thing to be talking about, and not actually the point of what I was trying to say. I'm alone this week, as you've probably figured out, Um, and I'm sitting here, a little bit confused, not really sure how this is gonna go. Wasn't originally planning on doing an episode this week, but you know what? I just sat down and I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Here I am. Here I will always be. Week in and week out. Maybe on air I might change the number of the previous early game podcast episode 18 because, well, ladies and gentlemen, that would make way more sense. But that's okay. I'll leave that for now. Who's missing? I can hear you asking. Yes, I understand that the other two blokes who are usually on this podcast are pretty damn forgettable, if you ask me. I mean, there's, of course... The J-Man, John Ramutes. And he couldn't... We, we were originally going to record this yesterday. And, um, of course, you know, as things... As thi- as happens sometimes, things kind of fall apart every now and again. And you have to understand, you know, I've I've, I've uh, gone back to Australia for, for Christmas um, just for a few weeks. And then I'll be back in the studio with the boys. But for now, I'm sitting here and I'm enjoying myself very much in the, the warm sun of the Australian summer. It's about second it's in the 30s, 30 degrees Celsius, uh, today, which isn't the most ideal temperature. But it, you know, it's enjoyable, it's enjoyable. It's fine. Fine. It's like yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm here, which means that there's a bit of a time difference, which obviously means that we needed to reschedule when we were gonna do the podcast. And you know, the first week came around, we were like, oh, it's a scheduled time. And the other two were like, well, we can't bloody do it, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but, you know, the J Man was on a plane. So I think that that's fair enough. Though I guess he could have, you know, if he was really a responsible podcaster, he would have bloody well gone first class to London. He would have gone first class. He would have booked that airplane internet he would have sat in his little individual cabin there for an hour and a half it's a solid hour podcast right there what's the problem John that's my question to you the F man on the other hand a bit more of a complicated personal issue that I obviously won't go into here but mate Hope you're doing well, and um, just a shout out, because you'll be editing this. Um, but yes, here I am, episode 19 of the Early Game Podcast. Now, if this isn't your thing, if you're not really interested in just listening to me, I have two things to say to you. The first is you need to f- off, you bloody f- off. You, need to, you need to go away, just just leave. Don't come back, you bloody asshole. Um, but yes, if if this isn't your thing, if if, if if you don't like me, if you want to listen to John's British accent, which I've been told is rather sexy, um, then you'll need to wait till next time. And same with The F-Man. You'll also need to wait until next time. Now, we won't have an episode next week either, which is one of the reasons why I really wanted to record this, um, so that there was only a one week, you know, only one episode was missed. It was only a two-week gap. Um... And yeah, the next episode, I believe, will be um, in the new year or just before the new year. I'm not exactly sure. I don't have a calendar in front of me, folks. I'm not a fucking freak. But I think that it will be in the new year because obviously these episodes come out every Thursday and there's only, well, I think that there's only one more Thursday. There might be two Thursdays, actually. I don't know. That's enough of that. Yes, it will be in the new year. There's There's two more Thursdays and then the next Thursday will be the new year. I'm an idiot. Listen, I really don't know what I'm doing here. I really have never recorded myself speaking to myself, staring at a computer screen before. So bear with me. This is going to be a little rough, but I think we're going to have a good time. I think we're going to have a jolly good time. Um, And of course, with all good times, you've got to start off with the first segment of the day. Yes, that's right, the first segment, we're gonna have multiple segments today. I've got kind of a nice little episode lined up for you. I'm not gonna, obviously, don't wanna be recording for too long because this is probably gonna be unbelievably exhausting. But you know, here I am, and I am ready for the first segment. So, what have I been playing this week? Well, what have we all been playing this week? I think the answer is generally pretty obvious because it's, let's face it, 2021 has not been the best year in games, I mean, All you needed to do was listen to our bloody conversation a couple of weeks ago about the Game Awards, and that's pretty, pretty damn evident. Um, But no, this week I obviously travelled a lot, so I was playing a bit of Eastwood um, on the aeroplane and stuff like that, which was super nice, but I'm not going to go into detail there. I would just point you towards my interview with their uh, creative director, which is fantastic. What a great guy. Great bloke. um, Really interesting. I mean, it was just an email interview, but you know. He offered some very interesting insights into some of the development decisions that they made in that game. I tell you what, that is a, definitely a great article to read. Um, I know I'm tooting my own trumpet here, but who wouldn't, considering how fantastic I am? Look, um, for the most part, I've really actually been... Uh, I actually did get a bit of time to dive into Halo Infinite, um, the campaign. Um, I'm, I don't know, uh, probably five hours into it, something like that um but i'm doing a lot of the side quests and i'm generally very slow i'm a slow fucking person when it comes to playing video games so you know it, it, it's taken me a bit of time to get through it i probably am not particularly far um i actually did write down where i was at but i actually can't remember um and that kind of gets to the crux of the issue actually um I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm feeling about this. Um, I mean, I'll leave the really detailed conversation to next week, to, to next time, and I'll have a nice conversation with Faris, and at that point, I'll probably finish the game. So, um, he's also playing it. Um, we pr- talked about it briefly on last week's podcast, and he re- he's really enjoying it. But um, I don't know. I'm also really enjoying it. I, I I really like it, but I I also I think I do agree with him on that. Really, the highlight of the campaign is. Um, it's gameplay, and that that grapple hook really is an absolutely fantastic addition. It's just so much fun, um, and and definitely something that's worth um, worth just using as much as you possibly can because it's just it's just so so fast and fluid, and the combat feels fantastic when you're using it right. Um, but what I would say is that the rest of the um, equipment are kind of useless in comparison. I mean, obviously you're using your guns and grenades, but, you know, the the rest of your right bumper equipment are kind of, in comparison, not that useful. You have that, you know, slide sprint thing, um, and then you have, you know, your shield that you put up and all sorts of things like that. But ultimately, you're just going to use the grapple hook, um, which is a bit of a shame because there are some really, really good other items in that game, which are really fun to use, but just, they, they just don't, Compared to the grapple hook so you kind of just find yourself using that all the time um, Which is not a bad thing um, But it would be good if you could maybe you know have several key bindings, you know on a PC or something and be able to um, Be able to still utilize those particular um, moves um, Because they kind of just go to waste because you're always going to have the grapple hook equipped and you're always going to use it because it's Just fantastic um, in terms of story um i don't know i'm not really far enough in to say a huge amount yet but i'm i'm, I'm enjoying myself quite a lot it, it, it's a good time but um yeah there are definitely some problems um there the, the, the uh, i don't really know what to say to be honest this is the problem of recording by yourself but um you know it i'm not hooked it was kind of confusing because they just kind of pretended that halo 5 didn't happen um there are some new weapons that are a bit weird, um, and I don't know. I'm I, I have a, I have mixed feelings on it, but I definitely need to play a bit more before I can really um, say what you know what what I really think of the game. What I'd say though is um, something I never thought that I wanted was uh, open world Halo, and this is probably going to be a little bit contra- controversial. But I'm still not really sure if I want an open world Halo. Um, even now that it's in my hands, it's fine. It's completely fine. I don't really see why this game is getting such immense positive reception for the open world parts. It's fine. It's not bad, but it's not great. There's not really much to say, to be honest. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes and, um, I'm really looking forward to continuing it. That's for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the second segment of the day. It's time for your daily dose of John News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go through um, some of the biggest news highlights of the week at least things that i can actually say something about because obviously it's just me today so if it's something i really have nothing to say about then um well i have nothing to say about it so there's not really any point in saying anything about it kind of makes sense right ladies and gentlemen there's a lot to talk about this week quite a lot happened so i'm just going to condense it down to four big stories that i'll just talk about for a little while and then we're going to just move on to a cool segment that I um, that, that I came up with uh, for this episode, um, which I think will be kind of funny. And I don't know if people will like it. If you don't like it, don't listen. If you do like it, then keep listening. And uh, thank you. I love you. You're fantastic. You're a fantastic human being. And uh, Evan gives you his stamp of approval. I'm going to take a swig of this beer. Mm. Tasty. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The first story of the week is that The Witcher Season 2 is out. It's obviously it's on Netflix, features Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia once again. Look, everybody knows how much of a fan I am of The Witcher um, and how much of a fan I am of Henry Cavill. I mean, he's, he, he's a fantastic actor. Um, he's clearly a big nerd. And uh, I don't know, he just seems like an all around great guy. Let's see how uh, he develops, Um, but Witcher Season 2, I haven't seen it yet, but it has had relatively good uh, reviews, and I did actually generally like the first season. Obviously, there were some mistakes there, there were some casting choices that were a bit weird, Um, but for the most part, it was pretty good. Um, What I'm hoping for in the second season is some better dialogue, because... Honestly, the first season had some real shocking moments in terms of dialogue. Um, whether or not season two will have as many of those shocking moments, um, I don't know. I hope that it doesn't, <laughs> as I think everybody does hope. Um, but, you know, it's an interesting, it's a very, very interesting thing. This, this whole dynamic that's going on here with The Witcher, because obviously we had the big video games that came out a few years ago by cd project red um may they rest in peace um <laughs> i mean they're not dead but they may as well be dead after the travesty that was cyberpunk 2077 but you know um they, they released some fantastic games Witcher one two and three were all all great obviously the witcher one was a bit dodgy but um it was it had a great story and it was a it was, it was a really good game for its time um but obviously the witcher 3 really put them on the map and really put the series on the map. Um, This huge open world, amazing setting, amazing storytelling, amazing RPG elements. Just an overall great game. Um, There are are some things I would say kind of detract from it a little bit, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about The Witcher show. And what I find so interesting about this is the reaction from fans of The Witcher show. It's still very successful. It got a second season. I believe it. And don't quote me on this, but I do believe that it has been renewed for a season three. But what I will say is that there's a lot of hatred out there for the show. And it's by people who clearly really haven't read the books um, and have might have played the, sh- played the game, but they haven't read the books. And I understand that, you know, they are beloved games and it is a fantastic series. But come on, guys, can you not complain about bloody everything? It's kind of ridiculous. You're always complaining. Everything you say is a fucking complaint. It's not like we're talking about Battlefield 2042 here. We're not talking about something that's utter trash. We're talking about a show that, you know, the first... I haven't seen the second season, but the first season had its its ups and downs. You know, I thought Henry Cavill was great in it. I, I, I didn't really like the whole Yennefer arc. I didn't think that there was anything wrong with the actor. I thought there was a lot wrong with the fucking dialogue, that's for sure there were lots of ups and downs but also you've got to admit as much as the witcher games were fantastic it's not like they were written by gods and the writer of the of the witcher books which i've read all of them i think except for um uh the the, the, the most recent one there was one that was released which is kind of you know it's a it's a prequel of some of some sorts but i've i've read all of the mainline Witcher books including the two sets of short stories um that they, that were released first, and um, you know it's they're excellent. They're really really good. But I would never say that they're. I mean, it's my favorite fantasy series. It really is. It's it's up there with things like Lord of the Rings. So I, I'm a real Witcher fanboy here, and I'm saying that those books are not. You know that that they're not fucking Shakespeare. You know that this that we're not reading Jane Austen. We're not reading Tolkien. He's not the greatest literary dude. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like George R. R. Martin. His writing is pretty shit, but he tells some pretty good stories. Um, and I think that that's kind of what they did with The Witcher season one. And that's one of the things that I'm most excited about with Witcher season two is seeing where they take the story. I mean, obviously they're going to follow the books, um, which is great, but, um, you know, I thought that the first season did quite a few interesting things. I think that they really, I think that the, the, Timeline's idea was a neat idea. It didn't really work, um, but they're not doing that again in the second season, um, so that's not something I really need to complain about here. Um, but I just, I don't know, there's a lot of hate out, out there for the second season, and I do need to see it, so maybe it's all justified. I haven't seen it, but look, the reviews seem pretty, pretty solid for it. Nothing groundbreaking, but they don't seem terrible. So... You know, I'm just very interested to see, um, you know, to see how it is. And I would just uh, caution you not to just believe all of the haters online. Go in, go experience it yourself um, because it's clearly not an objectively terrible experience. It's just a bit of, bit of a controversial one, I guess you could say. So, yeah, you know, it, 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 it's all right. It, it, I, I'm very curious to see how it turns out. But... Um, you know, I also think it's very interesting, and we have a story on earlygame.com, uh, which is about Henry Cavill's um, salary. Um, you don't necessarily need to read it, considering that, um, well, it's not really any news. Um, but it was it was quite quite interesting little bit of research here that, uh, you know, a list from variety.com claimed that he got about 400k per episode in the first season. And perhaps even um, certain reports are... Um, are claiming that he got about 1 million per episode for the second which means that he made like 8 million out of this which, you know I think that's a pretty good pretty good pulling for a, for um, eight episodes of a show you know 8 million bucks sounds good to me but anyway let's get on to the second story of the day and that is Gears of War 6's release date now this is a little bit of a misdirect Um you can you can check out the article on our website but i'll just make this really quick um to talk a little bit about clickbait and talk a little bit about um what's happened here. so when is it being released well there's a th- there is a leak from a podcast um which uh ha- has a guy called al-, Rand al 419 who's a known insider and leaker at xbox um well at microsoft um, and he spoke on the XNC podcast, um, that he, and said that he heard from an associate at Microsoft that Gears of War 6 will be coming out in 2024 or 2025 after the release of a new IP from, uh, Coalition, which is the studio behind Gears of War in 2023. Now, it's a bit of an interesting little rumor, this one, because uh, on one hand, I, I don't really like these kind of clickbaity articles because obviously we're we're taking um you know just some bullshit from a podcast and we're going oh well, let's get you know a big headline and, and and make it make get some clicks from this one, um so I do apologize for that. Please go click on the article though, it pays the bills. Um, but yeah, look, I don't know what to think about this. Um, I, I think that the first three Gears of War's were great. Um, For what they were. I think that the last two have been also great. For what they are. Um, But it's not like Gears of War. um, Are a particularly high quality gaming series. Their shooting mechanics. Fantastic. Let's be real. They absolutely revolutionized the third person shooter. Third person action game. It was amazing. It was a really great game. Um, Especially the first one. Um, Really was just groundbreaking when it came out. Um, But let's also be real um the coalition they're a good bunch of blokes i'm sure but it's not like they're naughty dog or something um so i think the crux of this kind of leak is that gears of war 6 will be coming um in like five years time and in the meantime we'll get a new ip from the coalition i don't really know how to feel about this I'm glad that they're not just jumping straight into another Gears because I kind of think it's tired. I don't think that they're selling particularly well. I don't know that. I haven't looked up the sales stats, but no one really talks about the series anymore. So perhaps it is a good idea to expand and use the studio for a new IP. Um, But in that case, why don't they wait until they see how that new IP does before they uh, commit to a Gears of War 6. well, it's obvious Gears of War is a established brand. It's an established franchise. Why would they just leave, jump away from Gears of War and never come back? Well, who knows? There's lots of reasons why they could or why they wouldn't do that. Um, but I think it could be interesting to see another IP from them, especially if you know if they expand outwards from that kind of grounded third person shooter that is Gears of War. I'm really curious to. Um, to see what that possibly could look like but other than that there's not really much to uh, say about this other than I don't really like these clickbait articles be a bit wary with these kind of things because this is just some dude on a podcast who is quote-unquote a known insider slash leaker um he's not a journalist he's not a you know there's no there's no confirmation from xbox there's no confirmation from the coalition there's no confirmation from microsoft so you've got to keep all of this into account when you read these kind of articles and you need to keep this all into account when you listen to me talking about it because it could all be bullshit absolutely could all be bullshit and you know it's just a shame I, I really wish that uh you know there'd be a bit more solidity about this kind of thing because i think it has been a little while since gears five so it would be nice to know w- what's coming um, but it's also nice that they're not just announcing bullshit years and years ahead of itself. Um, I do appreciate that because that also really pisses me the fuck off. Off, not not off. I'm not a fucking kiwi. All right, let's 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 head on to the next piece of news for the week. And um, this one is the game that was the most searched for on Pornhub in 2021. This definitely requires a bit of a swig. Mmm, delicious. Well, just like the game that was the most searched for on Pornhub in 2021. Look, honestly, I don't understand why we write articles like this. It's fine. But um, it's actually not that surprising that Fortnite is the most uh, searched for game on Pornhub. Well, I guess in a way it is surprising and it's not surprising. It is surprising in the way that it's kind of like, well, it's kind of fucked, isn't it? It's kind of weird. This is a game for fucking children. And it's the most searched on Pornhub, but then it's also not surprising because, well, people are depraved animals. Let's be real about that. Completely fucked up. And they want to see really bloody weird things. But, you know, I'm going to just move on. I, I don't really have anything to say about this particular thing. I mean, look, um... Which platform used Pornhub the most? Well, PlayStation. That's not so surprising. I mean, other than PC, obviously. Um, That's not surprising at all. The most searched for game is Fortnite. What was the most searched for? Video game character, Lara Croft. Also, not surprising. Um, So, you know, none of this is really news. Um, And really, are we really giving Pornhub publicity? Is that really what we want to do? It's just a question for the listeners. So let's move on. The final piece of news that I'm going to talk about on the pod today, because I'm then going to jump over to this uh, fantastic new segment that I have um, for that last 15 minutes. This is only going to be a short podcast, maybe maybe 45 minutes-ish. Um, and the final piece of news is actually something I'm very excited about, and it's from an article written by John himself, Johnny Boy. Oh, Johnny Boy. The pipes, the pipes they are calling, mate. Look, Splinter Cell is getting a remake. It's getting a relaunch. Fantastic. Ubisoft are finally actually fucking doing this. (sighs) Fantastic. Look, the developers at Ubisoft Toronto said, and I'm going to read out the quote in its entirety here so that I can give you the news as it happened, though this did happen. Five days ago as of recording, so, you know, more than a week ago as of publishing. Um, So the quote is uh, from Ubisoft Toronto. The original Splinter Cell has a lot that was amazing and revolutionary at the time that it came out, 19 years ago. The gaming public has now an even more refined palette. So I think it's... Sorry. So I think it kind of has to be a remake as opposed to a remaster. Although we're still in the very earliest stages of development, what we're trying to do is make sure that the spirit of the early games remain intact in all of the ways that gave early Splinter Cell its identity. So there are a couple of things to talk about here. The first is that it's going to be a remake, not a remaster, but a remake of the first Splinter Cell game. That's huge. That game came out, as they said, almost 20 years ago at this point. It's a huge franchise, has been completely underutilized for the last 10 years. Basically, it's only really been releasing games for the first half of its life cycle. And after that, um, life cycle obviously as a game, not as a book um, or a character but you know he's been around for quite a while and there haven't been that many games um and there hasn't been a splinter cell game since blacklist which i believe came out in 2012 or 2013 but either way a long time ago at this point um period of time that really should not have been this long for such a beloved franchise um Look, there was an article I wrote earlier in the year which kind of talked about the possibility of a new Splinter Cell game. Um, and I really did, did expect that it would be a follow-up to um, to Blacklist or at least a new game in the series. But I actually kind of like that they're doing a remake um, because it could open the door to um, brand new Splinter Cell games in the future. Um, and obviously, is a more kind of tried and true way of making sure that they do get at least some return on uh the money that they're trying that they're obviously investing in trying to um remake this game because obviously you know the old players were going to come back to this one and which is great but look there are a couple of things to break down here so they're doing the remake that's what i've already talked about it's not just a remaster it's a remake It's in very, very early stages of development. In fact, they said specifically the earliest stages of development. So that's really important to know as well. Um, Basically, you know, these games take a very, very long time to come out. Uh, Like, insanely long time to be developed. I mean, if you think about um, everything that goes into a game, it's quite crazy. Um, I mean, we always talk about games like Call of Duty having an annual release schedule, but you have to remember that Call of Duty games like that, also um, Assassin's Creed back in the day when they used to do annual releases, they had several and have several teams working on the same game, which means that each team kind of gets like I don't know like three years or something to to actually make the game. So you're not actually getting a game that only took a year to make. You're getting a game that took quite a few years to make. Um, so even those annual releases and the, the, the annual crap, sorry, the annual crap that you kind of get, you know, the FIFAs and all that kind of shit, um, it's all, well, it's all okay. It's all there. It's all, uh, it's been developed for quite a while. And, um, that's why often those newer games, th- those annual games, um, are not quite as bad as you really would expect from a game that took a year to develop because they didn't take a year to develop. But the point is, these games take a long time to make i don't think that if they're in the earliest stages of development um, it is a remake so they don't necessarily need to come with all of the conceptual stuff they kind of they don't really need to think about what the story what's going to happen in the story they'll probably redo the story but you know i'm not saying that there's no work there i'm just saying that there's probably less work than if you were making a fully fledged new game um but yeah it'll it'll take it'll take a while i think um i would say minimum three to four years from this point, if they're really in the earliest stages of development. I'm glad that this is just some dude from Ubisoft Toronto. Um, but it's not like a full scale, you know, stupid cinematic trailer reveal, because that would really piss me off as, as listeners would know from my many rants on that particular topic um so yeah and the, the the third thing i wanted to say was that um this is definitely confirmed this was told this, this was revealed by ubisoft toronto which so means that this is actually something that we can't say will happen um fantastic i mean there's not really much else i want to i i, I need to say about this i mean it's a new splinter so game they're fantastic i think tom clancy needs this in general because let's be real <sighs> Who the fuck wants to play X Defiant? Who the fuck wants this? What is it called? Frontline or something like that. This new battle royale. Because apparently everything has to be a fucking battle royale at the moment. No one wants these things, guys. Enough. Enough of this shit. We're okay. We'll be fine. You don't have to do this. Um. Yeah. So there it is. New. You know. New, new Splinter Cell game fantastic <laughs> exciting really really exciting stuff guys all right so johnny boy so f man who are not here well there's a lot to talk about with them but they're not here so um i thought that i would give you a bit of a treat today um look i have a really cool segment to go through with you Um, to finish off this podcast i don't know how long this will take you shouldn't take too long but i thought you know listeners you're out there You want to be gaming journalists too, I bet. Who doesn't? It's a dream job. It's a fantastic job. Um, It's a very flawed job. It's a very difficult job. A lot of the time, you're not actually really doing what you want to be doing with your time. Um, You know, you're not going to be writing those fantastic exposés. You're not going to be Jason Schreier um, (laughs) for a long time, if ever. Um, But even that being so, you're still writing about video games or you know, you're doing gaming journalism, you know, which is a fantastic thing. It's, a, it's everybody loves games. Well, everybody who loves games would love to be a games journalist um, because it's just a great job and you get to talk about games, you get to play games, you get to write about games um, and you get paid to do that. Um, so, you know, I wanted to talk about a couple of the, you know, ups and downs, but what I really wanted to do was go through and kind of give you a a sense of a day in the life of a games journalist um at least here at early game um because obviously we're we're a very new company we're um uh only about two years old at this point and you know I, I think we're doing pretty bloody well for a two-year-old games company um games and company um a, an outlet if you will um so, but there are a few things about it, obviously, you know, like such as the fact that it's a small team, so we all need to pull our weight probably more than individually than if we were in a bigger team, say it's somewhere like IGN. And we do have to write quite a few articles every day. Um, so I thought kind of a bit of a new segment, but also a bit of an insight into, you know, what we do here at Early Game what gaming journalists do in general. Um, and, you know, just a few thoughts on the whole matter. I'm going to go through my the, what I what I did today, give you a bit of a breakdown. Um, well, this morning, I, I started at 11 o'clock because I have a meeting tonight, so I, I wanted to start a little bit early so I could start a little bit late so that I could still be here for the meeting. But, you know, there's... The, oh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought right now. Look... I'm going to talk to you about what's going to happen. <laughs> what I do every day. Bloody hell, it's a very complicated. Um, and We're going to have a talk about what I do every day um, and what we here at Early Game do every day. So you get a bit of an insight, a bit of a you know, first look um, if you do want to become a gaming journalist. So, let's talk about my day. I got up, you know, took a shower, that kind of thing. Uh, I started later today, so I went to the coffee shop here. I've just finished my home isolation, so I can I can actually go out. Um, and I had a nice big English-style breakfast, fucking delicious, mate, just, just, just delicious, just bacon, eggs, hash browns, some halloumi, that was a bit weird, but I appreciated it anyway. Um, you know, some sourdough bread they couldn't just be normal bread it has to be sourdough because it was you know it was obviously a hipster place some you know grilled tomatoes and some sausages fucking delicious and a nice nice old flat white nice coffee delicious fantastic I've said delicious a lot but that's because it's true so I do this I do this and then I come back but what do I do in my day at work well I started off, obviously, as I always do, as I'm the Rocket, Rocket League and the Halo guy here at Early Game. I uh, updated the Rocket League item shop. That's pretty boring. Took a screenshot on my Switch, sent it to my fucking server, then I put it on there, and I put in all the information, and I updated it. Cool. Very easy. Then I wrote a couple of different articles. And that's been the bulk of my day. I wrote seven articles today. The first was about um, the... the, the finale of the RLCS 2021 to 2022 fall major championships. BDS won. Not to be mistaken with BDSM, am I right? Going back to that Pornhub topic of before, I mean, I guess these guys are right up there, huh? (laughs) No, I probably shouldn't say that, actually. That's probably really, really inappropriate. But Team BDS beat out the general NRG, because all of these fucking teams have stupid fucking names, um, to become you know to become champions of the four majors of the of of this season of the RLCS, which is the Rocket League Championship Series. It's, it's pretty pretty cool. They 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 won they won pretty pretty solidly actually. Uh, they won two best of sevens in a row, um, you know, four to one and then four to three, um, and they be they managed to to wipe off the general NRG, just wipe the floor with them, um, which is actually kind of funny because th- that particular team has been um, the reigning champions for the last two years, um, which is pretty impressive for uh, BDS to be able to do that, which is, which is great. So I, I wrote that article, you know, interesting, had that published. The next thing that I wrote about today was um, the new a new bundle that's in Rocket League in the Rocket League item shop. you got to understand a couple of these things are a little bit late because, you know, I have been traveling and then, you know, I had to have a rest because I was fucking insanely um, jet lagged um, after my after my flight. Um, so, yeah, then the next thing was obviously the uh, the bundle which is not very interesting, but it is a cool bundle. You you should check it out if you're a Rocket League fan. It's a Cyclone bundle. It's only 500 Rocket League credits. which is like kind of five five bucks, um, which is a pretty good price. And it actually has some pretty good stuff in it, so I wrote about that Um, and had that published. Uh, I really wanted to talk about this because I think that this is really funny. I wrote about how to get the portable Scorpion tank gun in Halo Infinite. Now, I'm not going to tell you how to do it because... um, you should just read the article. Um, but this is bloody hilarious. There, There is a um, there is a bug in the game. It's been confirmed that it was a bug. Originally, we were kind of like, oh, is it a bug? Or is it maybe kind of like a secret that's been hidden by the developers and it's there for a reason? Um, but no, it's a bug. And uh, we're really curious to see if the developers remove it. And we hope that they don't because I think that that'd be really funny if they just left it in. Because it's fantastic. You activate this particular bug And you have equipped as kind of like your own gun, as if you equipped, I don't know, an assault rifle or a rocket launcher. You equip the tank gun of the Scorpion (laughs) in Halo Infinite. So you have this giant fucking Scorpion tank gun and you're just walking around as if you're shooting normally, blasting the fuck out of people. Really crazy, really crazy. A lot of fun. There's some great videos online of it. It's really easy to do, to activate this exploit, and just so much fun. Um, so please, like, uh, read the article if you're into Halo Infinite and and, and try this out. You do need to. Um, you'll need to start a new save file though. That is a bit of a shame, um, but that's just purely because. Um, you can only access it at a certain point. Um, but it's very early. It's about like, you just need to play, I think, about 30 to 45 minutes of the game before you can do this. So it's, And I think that it's absolutely worth um, worth doing. So, yeah, check that out. Fantastic. So, kind of like what I do in my day is I kind of, I have my couple of core cool games, which really is Rocket League and then Halo Infinite and then Call of Duty. And I also write a few other things. Um, you know, I wrote about Fortnite today finished that just before the pod how to travel um how to get and travel with icy feet in Fortnite. just wanted to get that out as quickly as we could because obviously it's a daily challenge um and you know i am before everybody else so why not um so i got that out fantastic um i also wrote about how to change the difficulty in halo um which is actually a really Good question, because it's fucking ridiculously hard to do that. Um, really stupid um, system they've got there, but you know that's okay. That is, it is what it is, as they say. Um, so yes, the, the the wrote wrote a little article about that, and then I wrote um, an article about how to fix an error code in Warzone, so it's like a fix article, and then how to use the grenade launcher in Battlefield. Um, in which I just basically spent the entire thing bagging on Battlefield because that game is fucking terrible. Um, Battlefield 2042, that is. The rest of the series is pretty good, apart from maybe Hardline and Battlefield 5 They're really not having a good run at the moment, are they? Um, look, anyway, we've had many podcast discussions about that particular subject. But yeah, I um, wrote quite a few things today, and um, it's just interesting, I think, think the diversity and kind of thing so I, I did some reporting you know the team bds thing um i did you know and and also you know in a way the um the the glitch the the scorpion tank glitch and the item uh, the item shop bundle, the new cyclone bundle to Rocket League. It's kind of like a bit of reporting. But we also do a lot of guides. So it's not like one person just doing the guides, one person just doing the reporting. It's kind of everybody does a bit of everything here. Because obviously, we're a very small team. And we kind of have our own games that we're sort of in charge of, and then a couple of different colleagues who kind of help out with different games. And it's an interesting process. And I think that that's something that um, people might be quite interested in. But I also thought I just, you know, want to talk a little bit about the industry before I go, because I think that it's really um, interesting to think that um, and I wrote I I did write a column on this a few um, weeks ago where I talked about how um, leaks have really and leaks and leakers have really become the um, journalists in gaming. And that's kind of what I was talking about with that article, with, with that earlier news story, actually. Um, the Gears of War 6 news story, in fact. And what I was talking about was that, you know, this is a leaker. We don't know who this guy really is. We don't really know how he gets this information. We don't know the associate at Microsoft that told him that Gears of War was coming in 2024 and 2025. And this is why I really want to give you a warning out there. Because... You just need to understand that obviously we report on these things um, because they're things that you should know and they, 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 they is, is great to know. Um, and it's a great little rumor to, to talk about with your friends and kind of get hopeful about. But you just need to understand that all of these kind of things are in fact, you know, they're leaks. They're not real. We don't know if they're going to be legitimate we never know if they're going to be legitimate. We, we certainly hope that they're going to be legitimate, but they might not. Um, and you know, that's, that's just something that has to be dealt with. Um, something that has to be thought about quite significantly before you really do anything else. um, so yeah, I mean, leakers are not necessarily, in some cases they are, but in, but in a lot of cases they're not really journalists, so you can't really take what they say by gospel, and that's why I think in any good article that might be based on something that a leak has revealed, we will always say, you know, this is just, you know, this is just, you know, I'm looking for a word and it's not fine if I had, a, if I had another bloke here to help me then... It'd be a little bit easier, but I don't. So, you know, there you go. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it, it, it. this is just conjecture. That's the word I was looking for. It's, it's, all, it's all conjecture and it's none of it is real. It might turn out to be real in the future, but it's not real right now. So don't treat it as real. Um, and be very, very careful. Be very, very careful with anything. Now, I hope that you enjoyed that. Um, I'm not sure if you will. I don't know how many people I'll be able to keep till the end there. I think I did it. Relatively decent job considering that, you know, well, I'm by myself and there's no one else here and I don't really, you know, I'm literally talking to some flowers right now. Some flowers on my windowsill and uh, two computer screens, a microphone, an Xbox Series S and a beer. Um, so there's not really much in the way of chemistry, but I think I did all right. Let me know. Let me know. Tweet at Will, and let me know because I'm very bloody curious about how this went. But, you know, as always, tune in. We, we, we release an episode every every Thursday. Um, and the next episode won't be um, the Thursday after this one. It'll be the first Thursday of the new year. Um, I believe it'll probably just be John and I. Um, I'm not sure if the F-Man will join us for that one, but um, I'm pretty sure that John and I will do an episode um, that, that week. Um, and it will be fantastic. Episode 20 of the podcast. Fantastic. Tune in every Thursday from then on um, at 7 p.m. Central uh, European time uh, at 7 p.m. I've already said at 7 p.m. Anyway, it's 7 p.m. here now, actually. and It's 9 a.m. in Germany, so that's an interesting factoid. Anyway, have fun. Enjoy yourself. Don't enjoy yourself too much.